0: You're listening to Herd At Sports Radio. Iowa State dodges one there. Here's Gilbert with it. 13 to shoot it. 429 on the game clock. Cyclone's up 10. Gilbert to the left wing with 9 to shoot. Crosses over. Now double clutch. Drives left side. Lays it in. Beautiful play by Keyshawn Gilbert. He has 20. Isaacs off the screen into the paint. Little baby hook. Good. I mean, he just... Can't be stopped. It's a career high. 30 for Pop Isaacs. Butter. Largest lead at seven.
1: Welcome back to Heard Out Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. As we wrap up the show, I want to tell you about our friends at Team Jack, the Team Jack Foundation, currently funding 13 projects and collaborations with national institutes such as Dana Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan Ketterling Cancer Center, and Columbia University. To date, they've raised over $12 million for cancer research. Their focus is on finding better treatments for kids fighting brain cancer and one day a cure. That is the Team Jack Foundation. Make sure you check out everything they are involved with uh, with Team Jack. Joining us now on that Warhorse Horse Sportsbook hotline is CJ Moore of The Athletic covering college basketball. CJ, how are you this morning? Doing well. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. So I got to ask you, I don't, I don't think you and I have spoke before, and I do see you've got point guard in your bio. I need you to give me a player comp for your game.
0: <laughs> uh. In college basketball
1: right now, probably uh, Tyler Kolick. Okay. All right. That's a good – I like it. All right. Facilitator. Can score when you need to. Um, CJ, speaking of the Big East, let's start there. Obviously, UConn number one in the country. Marquette and Creighton started much higher, have fallen out a little bit. Uh, over the course of the season. As you kind of look at this uh, league about two-thirds of the way through the regular season, is there anyone besides UConn in the conference that you look at currently and you say, hey, they've got a good chance or an opportunity to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament?
0: Uh, I think I would still say that Marquette would have a a good chance. I think that... Lane in the Big East and um, basically running it back from a year ago. I think some teams have kind of figured out ways to guard them better. And I also think the expectations of, you know, um, returning four guys and being Big East champs and expecting to do really well again this year. I think that's kind of when things have gone bad for, for Marquette. Shaka Smart's kind of talked about this, how it's, how like those expectations maybe weighed them down a little bit. But I think once they get outside of the Big East and can play other teams in the NCAA tournament, much like it happened for, for UConn a year ago, um, that was beneficial. So I, I, you know, I had Marquette preseason number two. I was, I was pretty high on them then. And um, I maybe lost a little bit of faith, but I still <laughs> think this, has a, this team has a chance to, to go pretty deep.
1: We were talking to a basketball guy last week and he just kind of said, you know, the field is pretty wide open right now. It doesn't feel like there's anyone that's really at that number one spot that feels like, okay, yeah, that might be a for sure 100 percent national championship contender. Has there been any sleeper teams or teams that have kind of flown on the radar, but have also kind of like made a jump so far in the first half ish of the season that would maybe surprise some people down the stretch?
0: Uh yeah I'm actually working on like my mid season column right now, and I have um you know the six teams I think that have a chance to, to win the national title um I think two you know at least one team that that I'm not sure was in many people's pre top twenty five I think we had them in there but um is it's pretty high right now is auburn mm. um and 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 I still am a little hesitant with Auburn because they <laughs> haven't really beaten anybody that's been that you know that's that good like they they haven't beaten anybody that I think will make the second week in the NSA tournament. But all 16 of their wins are by double digits. They're just crushing people. Yep. Um, they're really, really good on the offensive end, um, pretty good on the offensive end. Um, they're really – they're super deep, and they just kind of you know, wear you out. So I think that's one team. Um, Tennessee, we had pretty hot. I think we had pretty high – some people I think were you – know, they were like maybe top – just barely top 10 I think in the AP poll in the preseason. Um, Dalton Connect, I had a story on him last week. Is has been one of the All Americans nobody saw coming. Um, you know, he was at Northern Colorado last season, a second team All Big Sky guy. Second team, <laughs> he might be a first team All American. <laughs> um, so that's a jump we don't usually see, like those up transfers. Um, you know, usually their numbers aren't nearly close to what they were at the lower levels, and, and he's been even better. So. Um, those are two teams, I think, um, you know, they're, they're championship contenders um, that maybe we, we didn't see, see common, coming in the year.
1: Two of those teams that are in the top five over and over are, you know, Kansas and North Carolina, who both play this evening. Cincinnati, Kansas, and then Wake Forest, North Carolina, two pretty big Monday night games. Where, how do you kind of see those two maybe playing out this evening?
0: Um, where, I don't even know. Where's the North Carolina one? Is it at Wake Forest or at uh, North Carolina?
1: Is at North Carolina.
0: Okay, well, I, I, I think the Heels will win that one. Yep. <laughs> if, you've, if you've been paying attention to uh, the first few weeks of conference play, home road matters a lot. It yep. always does, yep. but it feels like it matters even more this year. But uh, Steve Forbes has a pretty good good team this year. He's He is, you know, um, kind of the transfer whisperer. He's, he's what... Fred Hoiberg was back in the day um it seems like you know whoever Steve gets um you know basically you you don't pay attention to what they did at the previous school guys like Hunter Salas this year and Mm -hmm. and uh Reed who were just you know okay guys off the not even that good guys off the bench at Gonzaga last year now um you know putting up huge numbers for him and um, that's that's a pretty good team, so I I don't think that's a gimme for for North Carolina, but uh, I think they win. And then you know you never bet against Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse, right? <laughs> um, but uh, Cincinnati is is a team that's that's played you know while well, their record in the Big Twelve, I, I think they're they're two and three. They mm-hmm. played everybody pretty close, and um, you know their 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 three losses are by I'm looking at now. Or eight points, three losses by eight points. Yeah. So they played everybody close. Um, they've got a center and Aziz Bandego is a mm-hmm. um, just got eligible a few weeks ago. Um, he was at Utah Valley last year, and you know he, he could create some problems for Hunter Dickinson with his length and his shot blocking ability. And then uh, Jizzle James is, is a guy that's a, a freshman, and um, you know when when he's playing really well, as he was, and, you know they played play a BYU at BYU a couple weeks ago. Um, he was a big key to that one, so I think that that could be a relatively close game. But I'm always betting Kansas at yeah. Allen Fieldhouse, especially after a loss. For sure.
1: We're talking with C.J. Moore of the Athletic. C.J., you mentioned your story on Dalton Connect from uh, Tennessee, and. I, I don't know if people are necessarily aware, at least in you know, this part of the country where we focus a lot on a lot of Big Ten and Big East basketball. I'm not sure if they're totally aware of this story. But as you were writing that piece, like, were you able to figure out how this has happened? Because this is a guy that, as, a, as recently as 21-22, like had zero interest from anyone outside of northern Colorado. Like, how did this happen?
0: Well, um, you know, he was a Juco kid and usually like Juco basketball isn't what it used to be like, you know, back in the Larry Johnson days. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd see some, some guys come from the Juco level and, you know, end up all Americans. But, um, I think one thing that, well, he was a non qualifier coming out of high school. So that kind of hurt his, you know, college interest then. And then, um, the other thing was when, when he was at North or at his Juco, uh, it was when COVID happened and, and, you know, I think some some guys slipped under the radar then, mm. and there were a couple high majors that were interested in him when he went to Northern Colorado. But um, I just don't think anybody was willing to pull the trigger. And he was a little, you know, he, he, Northern Colorado was really interested, so he he just decided to go there. But um, you know, th- this is a guy that like nobody would know about if it weren't for that extra COVID year because he's in his fifth year of college basketball. Usually, he'd be <laughs> eligible by now, mm-hmm. and. um I just think he's he's a guy that like has NBA type skill with he's with the size he's a late bloomer he's six six. Um, I have a story he was five four as a freshman in high school. <laughs> um, he's super super bouncy really athletic, um, can score at three levels, and I just think he was on one of those teams that you know it, North Colorado didn't even have a winning record last year, and so nobody really knew about him. But but he is a very very talented player and then you put him around other really good players and put him with a really good coach and um, it's just kind of been the perfect storm for him but um, it's, it's a cool story to see because you know like I said nobody knew who he was a year ago and now he's I, I, we just did our midseason all american teams and I had him as the first teamer
1: Hmm. CJ, we started this interview with a player cop. I want to end it with a player cop as well. Mm-hmm. Who does Dalton Connect remind you of in terms of – you talked about his NBA profile. Is there a guy who kind of, he kind of fits the mold of in terms of NBA players?
0: Um, stop. I, I, this one might be kind of uh, extreme. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not saying he, he will become this type of guy in, in the NBA, but but there's some like Paul George. Oh, okay. Um, and what he does with his, his size and the ability to shoot it, and um, you know, kind of score from from all three levels. He he idolizes uh, Kevin Durant, and um, you know, he's even got a he's he's like a you know, what he's doing at, at Tennessee right now. Is the the numbers he's put up recently in like the last four games, he's averaging thirty two a game. It's it's kind of reminiscent of what uh, Rick Barnes had in, in KD his his one year at Texas, so. Um, I, I don't think he's in those guys' league as far as a pro, but I, but I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's going to be a solid pro, and it's just amazing that he'll play in the NBA based off where he was, you know, a year or two ago.
1: That's CJ. Moore of the athletic CJ. We appreciate your time, and hopefully, we'll catch up again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. That's CJ Moore of The Athletic. We appreciate him joining us on that War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. We appreciate Avery filling in the last couple days as Andrew was at his bachelor party. And we'll find out if he's back tomorrow. (laughs) I think so. I hope so. But, Avery, thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's been a fun couple days. Also, thank you to... uh, All our listeners, we appreciate you joining us on a Monday. We will be back tomorrow. I believe it will be me and Andrew Rogers. We'll see if he survived his Vegas weekend tomorrow on Herd Sports Radio.